This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I'm talking to you today about healing, amen? And uh, we, I minister on healing once a month because I believe that God is a God of miracles. I believe that God is a God that desires us to walk in abundant life. And uh, he, God doesn't want any of us sick. He doesn't want any of us struggling. He doesn't want any of us hurting. Amen. Because God is a good God. Amen. And so uh, I, I think that we need to be reminded um, constantly about God's goodness. Amen. And, and God's healing power and that God is still a, wor- a miracle worker today. And so today, uh, the title of my sermon is God's Recipe for Healing. And, you know, my, my wife's a cook. She loves to cook. And I know we got cooks out here, praise God. And some of you, I, you, I guess some of you, does any, anybody out here make your own recipes up? Uh, I don't. I, <laughs> I go to Google and I, re- and I look up recipes and I go with other people's recipes. Amen. And, uh, you know, and, and, and when you go with the right recipe, uh, uh, a lot of times, and you follow the directions, uh, the food comes out pretty good. All you got to do is just follow the directions, right? I think anybody can cook if you just can follow the directions. Amen. And, uh, and, just, and just following it to the T. So, so today, if you follow the directions that I'm going to give you, I believe you're going to walk in divine health. That you're going to come out of any, any bondage that you might be in. You know, this, this sermon is not only, uh, I believe as you receive it, not only going to heal you and deliver you, uh, heal you, but it can also deliver you from anything that's ailing your life. Amen. And so let's look at Proverbs uh, 4, verses 20 and 23. And we're going to go with this as a template, as, as the keys to the recipe for our healing. Amen. And in Proverbs 4, 20 and 23, uh, working down, it says here, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and they are health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So we see here that, that this really, this is the recipe that I want to focus on this morning uh, for us to receive God's healing in our lives. Amen. Notice it says that, that God's word is, is uh, health to our flesh. Another translation says medicine. To our flesh, so God's word is powerful, and we got to get a revelation of how powerful God's word is. We know it says in Hebrews four twelve that God's word is sharp and powerful, uh, more powerful than a two edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, uh, dividing soul and spirit, marrow and bone, judging the very intents of the heart of men. So we know that the, the word of God is the most powerful. Thing. The word of God is more powerful than than natural science. The word of God is more powerful than an atom bomb. I, I, are you hearing what I say? The word of God is powerful. God spoke the word in the very beginning and he created everything by the word of his power. So, so God, when God speaks, things happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God's word is powerful. So number one, 
We must attend to God's word. We must learn to attend. You know, a lot of times when you're even in a service and, you know, I do, a, I, 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 I'm not sitting in a lot of services, but I know when I was sitting in your seats, I know sometimes my, my mind would wander. So even though the preacher's preaching, you're thinking about something else. Have you ever been there? And so your, your mind wanders or, and, and so you got, you don't let your mind wander. You got to, you got to focus. So when you attend to God's word, uh, what that means is you're Focusing, you're putting all your your focus on what's being said. You're you're putting your focus on the word of God, so so that the Holy Spirit can enlighten what you're hearing to to bring life to it. Amen. And so, what the enemy is constantly doing is he's trying to distract us from the pure word of God. Amen. From coming into into our eye gates, our ear gates, from coming into our hearts. Amen. And so we must attend to the word. Now, a lot of times, you know, I, I, we, I deal with a lot of different people. And I know a lot of you are at different levels of what you might be dealing with. Some of you might have long-term ailments. Some of you might be dealing with maybe uh, high blood pressure or, or diabetes or uh, any of these things. Maybe you're dealing with some back pain or whatever. Uh, and what the enemy will try to do is he will try to get us more focused on that than on the word of God. He will try to get us more focused on the plight or our problem, uh, get us focused on that. And it's easy because we're in the flesh and it's natural. But we got to take our focus. When you attend to God's word, you got to take your focus off those negative things, you know, that's trying to distract us and put your focus back on the word of God. Amen. And so, and so when we put our focus on the word, it produces faith in our life. And I'm going to say this, it's faith that activates, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It's faith that activates the power of God in your life. Amen. And so what the enemy will try to do, and I, you know, I, I totally get it because I've dealt with it and I, I, and I deal with stuff. What the enemy, you, see, you can't get down and depressed with your situation. I'm preaching today. You, you can't be focused and get down. and You've got you to gotta stay positive. Now, what the devil will try to get you to do, he, he's going to try to get you to focus on the negative, and he's going to try to get you to be negative. No, no, get out of negativity and get into positivity. Get out of doubt you know, avenue and get, get into, uh, or doubt alley and get into faith avenue. Amen. Or, or praise avenue, amen. And so, and so we got to understand that now. Now, now in the Old Testament, you know, uh, God was bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. They were in the wilderness. They were on their way to the promised land. But in the process, somebody say process, because sometimes healing is not automatic. Oh, I mean, it does. It's not. Let me let me rephrase that. Sometimes healing is not instantaneously. It doesn't happen. In, it's not always instant in God's timetable. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes there's there's it's a you know there, there's there's time involved in in healing, and that's that's when we start we grow in that time. There's a process of us leaning and trusting in God when things aren't working, but when they finally work, you're like praise God. I held on. I stayed in there. And it worked. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so there's a process. So the children of Israel, uh, they were coming, they were going out, they were coming out of Egypt. Egypt means bondage. And so some of us are coming out of our Egypt. Oh, I'm preaching today. Some of you are coming out of your Egypt. I know some of you are still, you got one foot in Egypt. And trying to get one foot into the promised land. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you're coming out of your Egypt, which means you you're, you're still have some suffering in your life. Right? Am I talking to any, am I talking to any real people today? Or, or, or none of you are going through anything, right? Never go through anything. Amen? Then you'll never have a ministry. <laughs> so, no, we got to go through some things. Amen? And uh, because, you know, that's how we know we have faith. Amen. When you go through it, that, that's when you know when you how you respond, if you're responding out of faith or if you're responding out of fear. Amen. And so the children of Israel, what happened was they got into a place in their lives where they got tired of the manna. They got tired of the leadership of Moses and they started complaining and they started complaining about their circumstances and situations. And we know that, and, and we don't think that, that you, sometimes you're just, sometimes complaining, you, sometimes we say, well, we're just venting or we're telling it like it is. Have you ever been there? I'm just venting, pastor. I'm just telling it like it is. No, 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 no. You need to tell it like it needs to be. You don't need to be telling it like it is. Well, I'm from Missouri. You got to show me, you know. No, no. They, I, I, okay. The show me state. I understand that. But, but God's word will show you. In other words, you got to believe before you receive. I'm preaching today. And that's not easy because you're dealing with it. Anybody dealing with it, you know? Like, oh, yeah, that's easy for you to say. No, no, no. Yes, yes, we're all dealing with something in our life. But we need to take the word of God and allow it to, to change us and move us into the promised land. So the children of Israel, what happened? They started complaining. And, and even, even Paul in, in 1 Corinthians, I think, chapter 10, he, talked, he named a lot of the sins that the children of Israel did. He, was, he talked about sexual sins, and he talked about all these sins that were bad, and he even talked about complaining, and that was in there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that means it's not good. Amen? And so, and so here, uh, so when, when they started complaining, it, it got worse. And, and the Bible says snakes came up and started biting the people. So you, you can't, I mean, first of all, you, you're complaining about the manna, which is the best food you can eat, the best health food you can eat. Think about that. And, 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 and the leadership. And then all of a sudden snakes start biting these people and, and some of them are dying. And so Moses starts praying for these people and he's praying for them. And, and God says, I'm going to give you a remedy for their healing. I want you to make a, a brazen serpent and put it on a pole and raise it up and have the people that's been bit by the serpents or the snakes focus on that. Now, one person said when they were reading it, shouldn't, shouldn't, it, because that's a representative of Jesus being on the cross. So, so the serpent, and why, why is the serpent? Because Jesus, the serpent represents the curse. And so Jesus was made a curse on the cross for us to take the curse off of. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? To take the curse off of us. 
So, so now, now you've got the children of Israel that's been, they were complaining, and then they started saying, God, forgive us for complaining. You know, and then Moses got that, that, that staff with the, with the, somebody said, shouldn't it have been a lamb up there? Because Jesus is lamb. No, no, we had to focus on Jesus being the curse on the cross. See, the cross wasn't a pretty thing. The, the cross wasn't a beautiful thing. You know, we, we buy crosses and we wear them around our neck and we make it look all pretty. I, I bought my wife a diamond cross one time to wear on her, around her neck, you know. And I don't know if she's, I don't know, where, where's that cross at? But anyway, <laughs> I haven't seen her wear that in a while. Anyway, uh, I got to ask her about that. But anyway, um, so, so and, and we try to make the cross look pretty. But it was really a, an, an ugly place. It was, it was a, a diabolical place. It was a, it was a place where the curse was at. So, 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 so even Jesus talked about that, that as they lifted up the pool in the wilderness, Jesus spoke about, spoke about it. He said, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And if the Son of Man is lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. So we see that. So, so, so what, what is the key that I'm trying to get at? I'm, tr- I'm trying to get at the point that we need a focus. See, they were focused on Jesus. And so when you got pain coming on your body, when you're dealing with symptoms or a negative doctor's report, you got to believe the report of the Lord. You got to focus on the promise of God. And you got to keep focus on that until it becomes a reality in your life. Now, you need to focus on this because this is the key. Now, uh, in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, let's just look at this. Because we, you, see, if you, you, to get faith, you've got to get faith seed or faith promises. And those faith promises, like if you need healing, you don't study faith uh, for prosperity. You study faith for healing. Are you hear what I'm saying? That, you know, oh man, I, I need healing, but you don't study all the prosperity scriptures. That's if you're if you're dealing with poverty, you study prosperity. If you're dealing with sickness, you study healing. Right? You, in other words, you need to get healing seed, seed, healing seed into your situation, into your heart. Amen. And so here in Isaiah 53, this is uh, a messianic. Uh, scripture here, which means it, it's it's a prophecy talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I, I've heard that a lot of uh, Jewish people that don't know Jesus and and you know they they they're, they're taught the Old Testament. They have the entire Old Testament. We have the Old Testament and the New Testament. So the Jews have the Old Testament. But but you know what? I find that a lot of them get saved. When, when a Gentile or even another Jewish person that's saved brings them to this scripture right here. Because this right here, they can't refute this. This is talking about Jesus, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. I love it how it starts out. It says, surely, I love that, surely. He took our pain and bore our suffering. I'm reading out of the NIV. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. You got to focus on this. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So see, we see this and this is amazing. This is talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This, this, this Isaiah 
was wrote about this hundreds of years, you know, before Jesus came on the scene. Amen. And so this is a, a revelation that Jesus uh, took our pain and bore our suffering or bore our sicknesses. He took it. So why do we have to? In other words, Jesus paid the price for it to 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 make a way out that we don't have to have it. So we need to focus on this. So when a pain comes, we 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 thank God that Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. Amen. And then we see this in Matthew eight sixteen and 17. So it's brought now into the New Testament. It says here, and, and it's interested in Matthew chapter 8. All through the chapter of Matthew 8, Jesus is healing people. It starts off with the leper. And Jesus touches the leper in chapter 8. And the leper said, are you willing? You can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing. Which means that it's God's will for you to be healed. And then, and then the centurion came. Right after that, the centurion came to him and said, my, my, my servant is sick. Uh, 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 he, he's, he, he's almost ready to die. But if you would just speak the word. And then, you know, he just said, speak the word. And Jesus was just blown away by that. He said, because Jesus, what normally people would say, come to my house. Lay your hands on them. You know, that was the, the way Jesus healed a lot of times. He would just lay hands on people and they would get healed. But this guy understood authority. And he said, if you just speak the word, just the power of your word would deliver my servant. And Jesus said, that's the kind of faith I'm talking about. That's the kind of faith that you're standing on God's word no matter what it looks like. No matter what it looks like. So, so what did Jesus, Jesus said? That is, that is great faith. Believing God's word. And, and of course, we know that, the, that he, he spoke the word and the centurion, uh, the, uh, uh, his servant was healed at that moment. Amen. Because God's word will take precedence over anything. Amen. God's word is more powerful than the circumstances that we're dealing with. And then, then uh, Jesus goes into the house of Peter and Peter's mother-in-law has a fever. Now, think about this. This is all through that chapter. And then Jesus touches her hand and, and delivers her from the fever. Glory to God. That's the power of Jesus. And now, now we're here in Matthew eight sixteen and 17. And it says, When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. Think about that. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah he took our infirmities and he bore our diseases. So think about that. So what did Jesus, what did Jesus come to do? Uh, he come to turn, uh, upset the apple cart of the devil. <laughs> In other words, he, he came to say, hey, devil, you're not, you don't have control over people anymore. You're, you're, the, the, the diseases that you're trying to afflict on people, I'm coming and I'm taking them off of people. Uh, the bondages that, that, that you're trying to put on people, I'm setting people free because that's what I was called to do. And, and you can't keep the sickness on them. I'm going to say this to you today. That sickness that may be attacking your body cannot stay in your body as long as you keep believing the word of God. You've got to keep believing. Look at your neighbor and say, keep believing. And then Peter... 
Peter says uh, in 2 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed and have been is, is past tense. Now, I, I'm bad in English. I'm not really good. I wasn't never really good in English and barely made it. I, I think I passed the class by cheating. But anyway, we'll continue. I wasn't saved back then. Anybody ever cheated in school? Anybody? You sit by the smart person, the egghead. Right? I mean, I, I was the guy with all the personality. I didn't, I didn't need to have brains. But anyway, um, we'll continue. Uh, but there are, there are smart people. And, but, uh, but the bottom line is, I remember that I had people doing my homework. And, and, and I had an open book test. And I had three different handwritings in my, my open book test. And, and I got a big fat, fat zero that had goose egg, Mr. Lambert, goose egg. So anyway, we'll continue here. And so it says here that, that it says here, he himself bore our sins on his body on the cross so that we might die into sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed. So that's past tense. So we got to put our healing in the now and we got to put our healing as if we are healed, you know, past tense. As in, God's healing power is working in our lives today. Number two, we must incline our ear to his sayings. Number two, a remedy or, or a recipe uh, to, to this uh, formula is we must incline our ear to his sayings. Faith is activi- activated by hearing and acting on God's word. So we must activate it by listening to God's word. See, faith doesn't come by you praying for more faith. You can't come up here and say, God, uh, Pastor David, please pray that I have more faith. Just give me, a, give me a gift of faith that I can walk in. It doesn't work that way. Faith in Romans 10, 17 says faith only comes by one way, and that's hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't come by just being just praying for it. God, give me more faith. You can pray that way, but it doesn't work that way. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I love what it says that because it comes by hearing and hearing, not having heard. So even though that I'm preaching to you every month on healing, uh, I could preach to you probably the same message every month, but it would be good for you because you got to keep hearing and hearing and hearing to get it. Amen. So we must incline our ear to his sayings uh, to, to receive faith. Amen. God's Word is seed. Somebody say it's seed. And so God's word is, is likened to seed and seed has the power to produce whatever's locked up in that seed. If it's an apple seed and you plant it, it's going to grow an apple tree, which will produce apples. If it's an orange seed, it will produce an orange tree that will hopefully produce oranges. I did plant an orange seed one time, but it wasn't properly done. And I just got the tree without the oranges. The leaves smelt like oranges, but that's all I got out of it. So, but, it, but the seed has the power. The seed has the power. An acorn will end up being an oak tree. It has the power in the seed. So the word of God has the power to produce what's in it. You got it? So you got to get a revelation of this. That, that's the reason why we have these confession 
uh, scriptures out in the lobby because it's seed for you to produce life for you. Do you, you, you got it? Amen. Amen. And so we see that. So we got to get a revelation of that. Now, now Jesus talks about the parable of the sower, or you could call it the, the, the parable of the sower and, and the four soils. And, and we all probably are familiar with the parable of the sower. And it's in Matthew 13, Mark 4, and Luke 8. And so Jesus talks about that the sower sows seed and it falls on ground. And he's talking about this, that, that the seed falls on shallow ground. Amen. Falls on rocky ground. Falls on thorny ground. And falls on good ground. Somebody say, I'm good ground. And so shallow ground, Jesus says that when that seed is ministered, when the word of God, the, word of the seed is likened to word, when it's ministered on the shallow ground, the person doesn't hang out long enough to get the truth out of it, and they don't get anything. That's the reason why you got to keep coming. you got to keep coming. You may just be barely, I'm not getting too much. Keep coming. Uh, you're reading your Bible, I'm not getting too much. Keep reading. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Keep, keep listening to the word of God. And then you have the rocky ground, and, and that's, and that's when, when you kind of serve God for a little bit, and it starts off really good, and then all of a sudden the devil starts putting pressure on you in different areas, and, 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 and you get offended because of the devil, and you give up on the word. Sometimes we're standing in faith for our healing, and we're not seeing it come to pass, and we're still dealing with some issues and some pain, and we say, this doesn't work. No, it works. You just got to work it. It, it's a process. And then you got the third, thorny ground pe- uh, word, uh, or you say thorny ground people, or their hearts are thorny. And that's when they allow other things to come in, and it chokes the word and makes it unprofitable for the person. But then you have the good ground. And the good ground is where we're at today, because I believe all of you are good ground people, glory to God. And it says, in, in good ground, it says in Luke eight fifteen. but the one that fell on good ground are those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So, so we got to, in other words, there's so many scriptures about us holding on to the word of God, not letting go of the word of God, uh, keeping the word of God before us. Amen. Number three, let not the word of God depart from our eyes. We don't want the, the Word of God to depart from our eyes. We want to constantly look at it. You can have the Word of God memorized. You can confess the Word of God. I remember listening to one minister. He was dealing with some issues in his body. I think it was back pain. And so he started, you know, confessing the Word of God out of memory. And, and, and it wasn't working for him. And the Holy Spirit said, it, 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 it's more than just confessing out of memory. You've got to look at it, too. And so it, it, you can remember what you ate last week. And, but, but you can't go on memory of what you ate. You've got to eat something today. So, 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 so in a sense, when you're looking at the word, you're eating the word. And so, and so the word will, 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 uh, will transform your lives. And so we need to look at that. So I'm talking about healing today. And we've got to get that healing word in us to transform us into, into being all that God's called us to be. So in Romans 12, 2, it says, Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you can prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. God's perfect will for you today is for you to be delivered. God's perfect will for you today is for you to be pain free. God's, are you listening to one? God's perfect will for you today is for you not to be depressed. 
Not to be oppressed. He wants you walking in His perfect... Am I preaching to anybody today? In other words, you should not have any down days. I mean, just how many people consider yourself positive people in here? Just raise your hand. How many people see yourself as pessimistic people? Amen. I'll pray for you. Amen. And uh, my wife would tell me, she, she, she'd tell me, you're negative. I said, I said no, I'm pretty positive, but I, 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 but I think I'm negative sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes I just look at the negative side of things and say, it won't work. I, I was fixing my dishwasher yesterday, and I got to pull in my dishwasher story. And it was like, we, you know, uh, the, the wheels on the side of it, you know, where you put the little, the, the, um, the rack that moves back and forth broke off. And so we bought, we bought the, the stuff, and you had to pull the, the, the dishwasher out. But I, I was having problems pulling it out until I talked to my brother John. He said he could do it. And, and then he gave me some tips, and I said, man, if John could, he was so positive that he could do it. He said, I can come over tomorrow and take care of it, you know. I'll, I'll help you out. I'll get my tools. And I said, okay. And he kind of showed me. I said, man, I think I could do this. So last night, we, we started met, finagling it, messing with it, and, we got, we got the tools, you know. I said, man, Johnson, he seems so positive. We got, we got it out. We fixed it last night. Glory, I called John last night and said, you don't have to come over. We did it. I mean, I mean it was like, and, and we, we worked, my wife and I worked as a team. Okay, she's a little bit more mechanically inclined than me, but she, she and is very mechanically inclined. She, that woman, something else, amen. And uh, I, mean, I mean, even John said, do you got the tools? <laughs> I found the tools. I don't know how I found these tools. And Thomas knows me. I, I have some stuff. They, they're all over the place. I don't know where I put those tools at. But I found the tools. Was able to do it. So if you think you can, you can. And we can. If you think you can walk in health, you can walk in health. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Number four, keep them in the midst of your heart. Our faith um, uh, received from God is developed in our hearts. We, we think it's developed in our heads. You can't get it through your head. You've got to get it through your heart. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Your heart, let me, let me just explain this to you. Your heart is your spirit. It's not the thing that pumps your blood through your body. Is what, what I'm talking about. Your spirit, man. In other words, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when you receive Jesus... As your Lord and Savior, you get a new spirit, but you don't get a new body. You still got the old body. Amen. And so, but we'll eventually have a glorified body. So we have a down payment when receiving uh, Jesus. We'll eventually have a glorified body. We'll have amazing bodies. But, but, but you get a new spirit. And, and so your spirit, you receive uh, through your spirit. Uh, when you receive healing, God does it through your spirits, not through your minds. It's not mind science. Amen. It's through your spirits that God heals you. So in Thessalonians 5.23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This, this right here is saying that may your whole soul, spirit, and body tells us that we're triune beings. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. We're triune beings, uh, spirit, soul, and body. And so, and so we see this. And so, so what you do is you receive through your spirits. 
That's why when you meditate on the Word of God, it, go, it has to go from your head. A lot of us still have it in our head. That's why we're not healed yet. Oh, I'm preaching today. It has to be, you get your healing through your spirit. Let me just confirm this. It says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, and we, we know this, that this is about, about salvation, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. Notice it says that, that, that God is raised from the dead, you will be saved. So you, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. You get it through your heart, amen, or your spirit. Uh, you will be saved. For with the heart, again, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So two things are working here in this formula right here. Not only do you have to believe it in your heart, you've got to speak it with your mouth. I'm preaching today. You've got to start speaking some things with your mouth. You can't keep saying, oh, man, do you know what I'm going through? Oh, do you know the pain that I'm dealing with? Oh, you can't keep talking the pain. You want to talk about it because you want to get people's sympathy or you want to get maybe their advice. And I found myself, I was dealing with some stuff, found myself, you know, talking to perfect strangers about my, 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 my stuff. I'm sitting in the hot tub and say, you know, I'm going through something. I'm talking to a perfect stranger about what I'm going through. And, 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 and the Lord is saying, what are you doing? <laughs> Have you ever been there? Have you ever talked to perfect strangers about your problems? Because they don't know who you are. They would never see you again. So you just, that's why, that's why there's bars, right? You know, that's why, you know, you, you, people go to the clubs because they sit down at the bar and they can talk to the bartender about their problem, right? And the bartender says, okay, have another drink. <laughs> just, just drink up. Right? And forget about your problems. Eat, drink, for tomorrow you'll die. You know? <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? That's what the Bible says. Eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow you're going to be dead as a dog. You know? You know? That's all they can do is they can give you a, a drink. But, but I'm, hopefully I'm giving you a drink that you will never thirst for it again. Amen? Amen. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about hope. Amen? You will never thirst for hope again. Then number five... For they are life unto those who find them and health to all their flesh. So, 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 so here the word of God is health or medicine to our flesh. It will produce healing to our bodies. I love what Jesus says in John 6, 63. Jesus says it this way. He says, my, my, uh, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak are spirit and they are life. So God's Word is spirit and life to those that find them. And so his spirit life word will bring life to us. And I love this because I have to give you this scripture because I do it almost. I give this scripture every month. John 10, 10. And, and Jesus says, it's the thief that does not come except to steal, kill and destroy. But I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So, 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 so God's will for you is abundant life. It's not for you to be struggling. It's not for you to be down and depressed. No, God's will for you is to be blessed. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? He wants you walking in the blessing, but you got to stay positive. You can't be negative. So, so here in, in number six, uh, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. I like what the Amplified says, keep, keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, vigilance, and above all that, guard for out of it flows the spring's life. So we got to guard what we're focused on. 
We got to guard what we're thinking about. How do you how do you guard your heart? Be careful what you're thinking on. Be careful what you're saying. Be careful what you say and think on. Don't be focused on the negative. Focus on the positive. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Proverbs 4:24, uh, just the scripture down says, "Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you." So in Proverbs 4:24, in the same area, it says, put away from you a deceitful mouth. And again, uh, what does that mean, a deceitful mouth? Well, if you're, if you're confessing uh, that you're sick, when the, when the Word of God says you're healed, you got a deceitful mouth. You say, well, wait a second, I, I'd be lying if I... If, no, no, I'm not saying confess what you're doing. I'm, 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 I'm saying confess what God's Word says. It's God's Word over the circumstances. You confess that until it comes about. See, Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Command it to be removed. Believe in your heart. And, and believe that you have received it. So you got you to confess your way. You can confess your way into the blessings of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I know this, that one uh, preacher got this. You got to say it three times more than you believe it. You've got to say it three times more. Thank you, Lord, I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, I'm delivered. Thank you, Lord, I'm set free. Thank you, Lord, by your stripes I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, you took my, my, my pains. You, 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 thank you, Lord, that, that by your stripes that you have delivered me and set me free. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. The gates of hell shall not prevail against me because I am the church. And you need to start speaking these things when the enemy starts telling you you're not going to make it. Uh, your life is going down. It's going to get worse. No, no, no. You got to change that. Amen. You got to be. You got to be very careful in what you're what what you're saying out of your mouth and what you're thinking with your mind. I'm closing with this last scripture. It says in Philippians four eight and nine. It says, "Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just." Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of a good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Now, I'm going to say this, that, the, that, that being sick is bad. It's not, it's not a good thing. But, but being in fear is worse. Being in doubt is worse. Being in unbelief is worse. So being sick is one thing, but you can be sick and still be positive. You, you can be dealing with suffering with some issues, but you can still be uh, speaking the word of God and not allowing that to affect your attitude. Because it's attitude, not aptitude, that will determine your altitude. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And you just got to get up and praise God anyway. You know, you got to worship God in spite of what you're going through. You got to worship, and then pretty soon your feelings will, will rise up to what God, you will start feeling the joy again. You will start feeling the peace again. And I'm telling you, I love when our, see, see, feelings can deceive you. Symptoms can deceive you. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith and not by sight. But you've got to determine that you're not going to let anything keep you down. You can't keep a good person down. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And as you praise, I like to say this, and I say this quite often, you need to take these scriptures and start praising God that you're coming out of it. Praising God that He's taking your pain. Praising God that, that, he, that Jesus suffered on the cross anxiety so that you can have peace in your life. And I'm telling you, you can walk in that abundant Zoe life of God. I'm closing one more scripture. I'm going to close down with the very beginning. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And they are health to all their flesh. Keep the heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Did you receive it today? I believe we're moving forward in God. I believe diabetes, high blood pressure, migraine headaches are leaving you in Jesus' name. No more back pain, glory to God. The anointing of God is working in the room. Miracles are happening. I'm telling you, you're coming out of your plight. You're coming out of your problems. You're coming into the promises of God. Do you believe it today? I'm telling you, I'm excited, glory to God. No more more pain, no more misery, grace upon grace, upon grace, glory to God. Somebody shout glory in the house today. Hallelujah. Gloria, you got to shout it out. You got it. Sometimes you just got to start shouting it out. I'm telling you, when the children of Israel were walking around Jericho, the big the, the city that was impregnable had high walls, God said, shout it out. He said, shout to the walls. And when you start shouting, grace, grace, grace to your walls, they will come down and you will be like, Pastor, I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm set free. Glory to God. You got it? Say, I got it, Toyota. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Old commercial. Let's bow our heads. Father, I just thank you that you are moving in the, our midst. And I thank you that you desire your will for us is abundant life. And we thank you that abundant life is overflowing with your goodness and your mercy, overflowing with prosperity and healing. And, and thank you, Father God, for peace. Thank you that surpasses all understanding. And Father, I just thank you for every person here in the audience, those that are watching online. And if you've never met the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've never made him the Lord and Savior of your life, well, today, the Bible says, is a day of salvation. You may not have another chance. So this is your day. This is your moment. So if that's you today, and you never bowed your knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you need to do it today. And let me pray a simple prayer with you. Just repeat this prayer after me and mean it in your heart. And I believe that it will translate you into the good life of God. Just say this and mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus died on, my, on the cross for my sins. I believe Jesus was raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior, thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, continue to fill me with your love, with your spirit. Thank you for empowering me. In Jesus' name.
We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.